Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we are going to be talking about none other than Cyborg and doing a, a DC Comics character 101 on Cyborg. You may know him as Victor Stone. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman's out. I think most people know the majority of the Justice League characters, but out of all of them, I would say Cyborg is probably the most obscure, obscure, um, because he's the youngest and, uh, or he hasn't been around the longest and, uh, he's a newer member to the main Justice League, uh, which we'll all get into. Um, yeah. So I guess let's dive right in. Who is this Cyborg character, Zach? Well, if you're interested in the history of the character himself, it was created by Marv Wolfman, who is the writer, and George Perez, the artist. Um, they also created Raven and Starfire, the other three big members of Teen Titans that they created. So those are the three big members that they created is Cyborg, Raven, and Starfire. He first appeared in DC Comics Presents number 26, which is the October 1980 edition. So he really hasn't been around that long. He's a relatively new comic book character. Yeah, like we're pushing 40 years now. Right. <laughs> but it's like it's like, oh man, this guy's barely been around compared to most of the characters we talk about. Exactly. Especially compared to the other members of Justice League. That's why right. he's the newest member. Um so he's best known as a member of the Teen Titans, like I said along with Raven and Starfire that they created. Um but when they did the new 52 kind reboot, they placed him as a founder of the Justice League. Yeah, and he's he's a character that hasn't had a ton of solo series. He's had a few. Uh, he had one in the New 52 for a little while. He's got one going on in Rebirth now. But he hasn't had a ton of solo series over the years. You know, he's most known, like you said, for years and years being a member of the Teen Titans and, and all the adaptations of Teen Titans and more recently the Justice League. He's, he's almost always a team-up character, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, so... Like we said before, his real name is Victor Stone. Goes by Vic a lot. He's Victory half sometimes. Yeah, he's half man, half machine. Well, probably different ratio than that. He's maybe like ten percent <laughs> man, ninety percent machine. <laughs> yeah, and he, he like loses some more of his humanity as he goes. You know, right? Um, yeah, it's probably more like ninety ten, like you said. Yeah. So most of his body is replaced by cybernetics. That's what makes him cyborg. Uh, it makes him really strong and gives him lots of other power powers and abilities and especially like in a lot of different issues it's it's one of those things that you can adapt to the situation like oh we need some sort of thing that does this sort of thing he can kind of change the configuration of his body his arm to make different weapons depending on who they're fighting <coughs> uh so like i said the new 52 is when he became a member of the justice league and his origin in that run is he's a, a high school football star and son of the scientist Silas Stone. Um, and Silas is working on a mother box, and it explodes, and it destroys most of Victor's body. Um, and Silas is a scientist, and so he saves his son Victor by turning him into Cyborg, uh, which he does by kind of merging him with some mother box tech and power and some other parts laying around in his laboratory. Uh, Jeff Johns, when he was talking about cyborg says that he he represents all of us in a lot of ways if we have a cell phone and we're texting on it we are a cyborg that's what a cyborg is using technology as an extension of ourselves and so that quote really kind of sums up why it makes sense now that cyborg is part of the justice league he's 
is kind of a more of a, a relevant today character other than as much as you might love Martian Manhunter, he's not quite as relevant as Cyborg is maybe. <laughs> yeah, that was very controversial when they did it. And I know a lot of people still dislike, you know, not having Martian Manhunter as a founding member, which I get because, you know, I like I like the original team up as well. But, you know, Cyborg is just so much more re- relevant today uh, to have someone who is literally, uh, you know, technology himself uh, in the and the tech that he can do what he can do and what he is he's very relevant today like that that john's quote said and it makes him an important member of the team you know he can do he can do things that the other members just can't right exactly and he is he's definitely the youngest and so what are some of those things he can do what are his power abilities he has superhuman strength because of his cybernetics he's a lot stronger than a normal human because he's mostly machine um, and then very importantly, he can interface with and control technology and especially in modern storylines where there's a lot of stuff going on with technology. Um, this comes into play a lot and is very useful, kind of like the, the R2-D2 thing in Star Wars where you can control a spaceship if you're a robot too. He can control a lot of different stuff and I think we'll see that probably show up in Justice League a few times. Yeah, and it especially makes it relevant with that, you know, the merging with the mother box. It, it sort of makes it so he is even more relevant when Darkseid or Steppenwolf and the Parademons, when they attack, he is sort of the one who has a built-in connection to that. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, he also has a genius-level IQ, which... That just comes in handy no matter what situation you're in, being really smart. Um, but obviously, there's no I don't think there's any stupid members of the Justice League. They're all really smart. Uh, but he might he might be the smartest. Uh, yeah. And then some of his tech also gives him a lot of sensors. So he has like the kind of the famous picture of Cyborg or when you picture Cyborg, at least in my head, you see the, the bright glowing red eye. And that has a lot of sensing like it can sense infrared and it can track missiles and stuff. Um, and so his, he has computers on board that can track all kinds of technology that's going around or, and then sense things that normal vision can't see. Uh, and then he also sometimes has boom tube slash teleport powers where he can, he has like boom tube technology and he can either teleport himself or people or objects to different places. And, uh, we might see that show up in the movie as well. Yeah. And that comes from the, the mother box tech, uh, merging with that, that, you know, mother boxes on their own can give you the ability to create boom tubes and everything. So by merging with that, he can usually kind of do that too. Mm-hmm. And some of the important storylines are just things that have happened to him or threads to watch for. Um, again, I'm putting this all kind of in the context of the Justice League movie since that's the first time we're going to see him in live action. Um, he's because Whoa. he's a, well, the. No. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Disrespecting the Smallville version. Sorry. First time in a a big budget movie live action. How about that? Can't can't argue with you there. All right. Um, So because, like we've said, he's absorbed energy merged with the mother box, it gives him the ability to know about Darkseid's invasion plans that they had that in one of the new 52 storylines. And if when they bring Darkseid in, I'm sure he will play a role in knowing about him or seeing his plans, whatnot. Um, yeah, I think that's really, I, I really like his origin and how it connects to Apocalypse and also the fact that, you know, his Dr. Stone, 
Dr. Silas Stone was working on some sort of life-saving technology, but it, he couldn't get it to work himself in the New 52. And the mother box is what helped him be able to make a, a workable suit and, and save his life. So I like that because because if if Silas can in the in the stories where Silas can just create a suit, a, a cyborg suit, you know that that anyone could wear, uh, it kind of raises the question: Well, why doesn't why don't they give one to Batman if it can do all these things? Right. Or you know why don't they give one to any member of the Justice League besides Superman and, and Wonder Woman, those who wouldn't need it um, to help save their life? So this, I think, that's a really cool uh, and smart origin. Yeah, and that that shows up a lot too, and the fact that he questions and struggles his humanity. Because, like you said, it's not just a suit that he can take off anytime he wants and just be a person. Like, he he would be dead without right. all of these components that have basically rebuilt him. And he is more machine than he is man now. And so, he very, you know, very honestly talks about maybe he's not really a, a human anymore because he isn't mostly human anymore. So, like, what makes you human? Right. And that struggle, that's something that he struggles with a lot. Like, in the Throne of Atlantis storyline, when they're dealing with going underwater, he... You know, he gets asked, well, we can replace your lung. Right. Uh, <laughs> we can replace your lung with, you know, a cybernetic or whatever lung. And he's like, you know, it's something he struggles with. Like part of a little bit more of my humanity that is gone. Uh, and Cyborg is one of the characters along with, I would say, you know, Shazam and the New Gods that they haven't out of characters that haven't been able to sustain solo series necessarily consistently forever. I think they would translate so well to move to a big budget movie like yeah. this, this story of, you know, a guy who is struggling to maintain his humanity, I think would tra- his origin just would translate so well to the big screen. Yep. And then like we mentioned again, uh, or before in the new 52, he is, he helps found the justice league. Um, and so, I'll, I'm interested to see what his role will be in the movie right now. It just kind of looks like Batman traveling around finding everybody and he is alone and starting the Justice League. Uh, but I'll, I'll be interested to see what, what if any role that Cyborg plays in that. Yeah. Well, you know, we've seen that he's comes from the mother box in, in Batman v Superman. So I'm assuming that's going to play in heavily. Mm-hmm. And in, in some of the other media, he's obviously been on, probably most well-known from being on TV on the Teen Titans series and the Teen Titans Go series. Uh, but he also was on on Smallville for a few episodes, even though if Zach forgot it, um, played by the late Lee Thompson Young. Uh, there he, you know, didn't have a suit or anything. He had just kind of a, you know, a Smallvilleized version of of the costume and, and all of his cybernetics were underneath his skin. So you can see them. Uh, it's a good way to explain it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has had a huge role in, you know, in a lot of animated movies, but the new 52 animated universe, he's been a founding, you know, based off the new 52. So he's a founding member of the justice league and you really get to see his origin in justice league war. And, um, you get to really see, you know, how he comes about everything about him, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then, so coming up, obviously he's going to be in justice league. Uh, Ray Fisher is playing him. And there's been talks about the solo film that is coming in 2020. I don't, I don't know if that's 100% confirmed that it is for sure coming in 2020. And obviously, there's those dates can move around, but yeah, I mean, they scheduled it two and a half years ago, and you know, it, they haven't taken it off the schedule. And um, you know, I think it's all a wait and see because there's so many films in development. You know, we'll see where they fall. But I, 
Um, I'm really curious to see a solo film. Uh, I wonder what story they would do because I'm assuming we'll see some of his origin, in, if not all of his origin, in Justice League. And that's sort of the, the story that I think translates best. Um, so I'm curious what they would do, but I think there's a lot of options you can do with it. Yeah. And then a lot of people are also calling for or want a live action Teen Titans movie. And obviously he would be a good fit for that, just being so well known for Teen Titans. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be opposed to that. It it would be interesting for him to be in Justice League first and then go to Teen Titans, where it it might seem more natural to go the other way. But obviously they want to get the Justice League movie out first before doing a Teen Titans movie. Right. And um, yeah, I guess it's kind of wait and see, but he could sort of, I don't think he would be, if he's on the Justice League, I don't think he would be like a founding member of the, the Teen Titans, but you could maybe use him in sort of a, an advisory role if he's helped train them or oversee them. I think you could do something like that. Yep. So uh, what, what do you want to see from Cyborg in Justice League and where we're seeing him? Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see his origin and uh, Zack Snyder has talked about how he's kind of the heart of the film. And I think that's easy to understand how he fits in. You know, we're going to see him and his father, uh, Dr. Silas Stone, who we also already saw in Batman v Superman played by Joe Morton. And, uh, I'm excited to see that. I think he's going to be a founding member. You know, obviously he's going to be a founding member and, and sort of the tech guy for that. And I think his, his mother box tech will play a big role in, you know, sort of figuring out what's going on with the parademons, what, who Steppenwolf is maybe in some of that stuff. Yeah. I think he, I think he might actually be the most relatable character in the film. We'll, we'll see, but, um, you know, like Jeff Johns, the quote that we had from him, it's, it's pretty similar to our modern, modern day where we're more and more connected to our devices all the time. We really are kind of cyborgs. And it's, at least for me, easier to imagine of all the characters in Justice League, it's easier to imagine becoming cyborg. I mean, if I were rich, I still don't know if I would work out enough to be Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm definitely not smart enough to like be a good detective. But I could see like if I if a bunch of my body got replaced by cybernetics, I could see myself trying to go fight some crime, trying to help people (laughs) save the world. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see more from him. And I'm I'm excited for people to get excited about Cyborg because he is a really cool character. Yeah. And we talk about how his, um, his sort of emotional story, but I think, you know, visually he'll be cool to see. He's going to be, uh, CG, you know, his costume's going to be CG, but he's also got some cool, uh, skills and everything that he can do some cool powers and abilities that I think people will like for the people who are, uh, big fans of action. I think he'll do some, some cool things. And we've already seen a little bit from the trailer. So I'm curious to see how they handle all that. Definitely. All right. Well, that is all we have for Cyborg. So thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.